as Mary Magdalene and the other Mary go to the tomb, they go defeated. They go without hope. As Jesus was dying, they had stood at a distance and they had kept a vigil. They had seen the suffering and the pain of his crucifixion. They had heard him cry out in a loud voice. They had heard the cry of his dereliction, his cry of abandonment. They had seen their teacher and friend die. In this way, Jesus' death was, was crushing on every personal level. For indeed, Jesus had been a friend. He was someone to, to laugh and cry with. Someone who was kind and caring. Jesus was a source of healing. Someone who made others feel whole. Someone who made others feel loved. To lose him was to, to lose someone whose very presence radiated light and joy. To see him die was to see that life, light snuffed out and that joy extinguished. But it was not just a loss on a personal level. For Jesus had not just been a friend and a companion. Jesus had been a cause for hope. Jesus had proclaimed the kingdom, kingdom of God, the, the coming of God's justice, the coming of God's wholeness, the coming of God's peace. Jesus shared meals with outcasts and sinners. Jesus fed the hungry and forgave the guilty. Jesus healed the sick and proclaimed good news to the poor. Jesus shared stories that revealed the depths of God's love. And he did so without fear and without hesitation. He was always himself and always confident of the message his person and his actions embodied. So to see him die was to see this vision of God's kingdom defeated. To see Jesus die was to watch the message die with him. It was the death of the hope that Jesus embodied. The two Marys go to the tomb defeated and hopeless. They go to pay their respects, to say goodbye, to admit that it is the end, that it is over. They go for closure. They go to be able to, to move on. But what greets them there is not an end. It is not over. They do not find closure, but a new beginning. For they had not, they were not met by the signs of defeat, but instead what greets them are the signs of victory. For the empty tomb proclaims that death has been defeated. The angel proclaims that, that enmity and estrangement are no more. And when the risen Jesus meets them on the road, what his presence proclaims is vindication. Vindication and the cause of hope. For not only does their friend live, but so too 
does the hope and the vision that Jesus embodied and proclaimed. As Jesus lives, so too lives the kingdom of God. As Jesus lives, so too does the hope for justice and peace. As Jesus lives, so too does the hope for healing and wholeness and communion. Jesus lives, and what his life announces is hope, always and everywhere, hope. For when the two Marys meet the risen Jesus on the road, they meet the embodiment of their cause for hope. For in him, death has ultimately been defeated, and not just for him. We also have been freed. For as Paul makes clear in his letter to the Romans, this new life is not merely something that happens to Jesus, but something in which we also come to participate. Paul writes, for Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And in some sense, each of the stories and lessons we shared tonight point to this hope. And of course, each is different too. For each of the stories and the lessons we have heard this night have their own integrity and coherence. Each story and lesson can stand by itself. But in their own way, each story proclaims the goodness of creation and God's commitment to justice and life. Each lesson announces that the God is a God of love, that God is not far or distant or absent, that God is present with us in creation, with us in the cause of justice and peace, with us in our need and want, with us at each and every point of our lives, and even with us in death. In this way, each one of these stories is more deeply and enlightened and informed by the good news that Christ is risen. For indeed, there is no place that God's grace cannot go. And therefore, there is no place that hope cannot go. We're in a difficult and trying season to to say the least. Our lives have been upended and disrupted. Fear and frustration abound. We have all had to come face to face with death and defeat, some much more closely than others. But each of us in our own way, there are so many temptations in a time like this. We are tempted to succumb to fear or despair or greed or misplaced anger. There are so many ways that we can lose hope. And yet the message of this night, the message of this vigil is that God is a God of life. And so therefore we can always have cause for hope. The message is that God is a God of liberation, and so we always have cause for hope. 
The message is that God is a God of forgiveness and healing and wholeness. And so we always have cause for hope. We are now going to renew our baptismal vows. And as we renew our vows, we are going to remind ourselves, remind ourselves that God is love and that God is loving us through all things. And because this is so, we always have cause for hope. For indeed, we have been raised to a new life with Jesus. Amen.